Welcome to part one of the two-part episode where Jeff and I dive into the diets that we do. As always, if you like this episode, please give us a like and a follow. If you have any questions about the diets that we do, please let us know. And Stay tuned for part two. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to this week's rendition of the 3F podcast. We are on episode seven, correction, episode six, which is diets and our opinions on diets. As always, my very special co-host, Jeff, I used to be ripped. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I used to be ripped. Now I'm a little bit chunky uh, on a little bit of a surplus. Bulking season, baby. It is. It's winter, so it's bulking season, uh, which is, is the topic of today's podcast is all about diets. And uh, before we get started, very important part of diets. Do you have anything special you're drinking today? That's not a Zevia. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, no, it's a Zevia. <laughs> I love Zevia, man. It's, it's my same thing, creamy root beer all the time. Ah, I love this thing. It's like soda, dude. So like I'm a soda addict, right? Like if you left a soda around me, I would be like drinking one can an hour, right? But since I found Zevia's, I can't stop. And it's so, it's like not that good. I wouldn't say it's bad for you, but it's not necessarily that good for you because it's carbonated. And if you let me, it'd be all of that I drink. So I have to focus on my regular water uh, consumption and this, like I can't just drink this all day, but yeah, I love this stuff, man. I love it. I swear by it. I uh, I try to keep myself to one Zevia a day just to prevent some of that, you know, gastric distress with the, some of the the additives and stuff that make it a calorie-free soda, uh, which is a big thing of one of the diets we're going to go into today that you and I both follow relatively closely. I uh, I am on just my water because like what we're going to go into, um, I am in a fast stage right now. I did just finish my orange juice. So that is the only sugary drink I have uh, throughout the day is orange juice. And I'll touch on that in a minute. But I had my Zevia and I actually got the black cherry cola. And uh, I'm not disappointed. I, I'm, I'm a fan what? of the black cherry. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't know why, because the cherry cola is like one of my top ones, right? Yeah. And Dr. Zevia, whatever, they kind of taste similar. But the black cherry, man, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, uh, maybe, maybe they need to send me some free ones. Maybe I'll like it after I get a couple free packages. I'm gonna, them, you know, I'm gonna start tagging Zevia in all of these episodes. So while we're talking about tagging people, let's go ahead and jump into the first diet. Which Jeff, what diet are you and I both on right now? We are on the vertical diet. The vertical diet, designed by yes. Stan Efforting, the Rhino himself. So, yes, Jeff, sir. in your words, what, what, what is the best thing? What is the vertical diet before we get into some of the best things? Uh, so the vertical diet is basically a diet that's supposed to just be like low gastro, like gastric distress. Um, it's very easy to digest foods uh, that cause very little inflammation, that cause very little gastric discomfort. Um, a typical meal that you would have in the vertical diet would be white rice, which is a very easy to digest carbohydrate source, very clean. Um, you would also have your ground beef or steak or any, any protein, really. He likes to stick to the ground beef and, and the steaks. And bison. Um, he, and bison, yes. So red meat tends to have the most, it, it tends to be the most nutrient dense. And there's a lot of studies to prove it. 
Um, so that's why he kind of he sticks to that. Um, uh, eggs, uh, sweet potatoes, another very easily digestible one. Um, I know that uh, peppers, peppers, uh, onion, yep. oh, peppers, right? Uh, peppers Baby and carrots. spinach. And spinach, yes. Spinach is a big one for your potassium. Um, he, he touched on that with helping high blood pressure and stuff like that, getting in some good spinach. Yep. Those are the, the low gastric vegetables. Uh, I do want to say like the kind of, he really shies away from those broccoli and cauliflower. They're very nutrient dense, right. like, like a spinach or a kale, but it is, he's focused on that, you know, that low gastric vegetables that are in that FODMAP with spinach, cucumbers, and bell peppers are the main ones that he, he touches on. Um, as well as all fruits. That's a lot of things people don't know. He's very focused on orange juice because of the, the vitamin C and the things that you can get from the orange. Sorry, not orange juice. He's focused on oranges. Uh, the reason I drink orange juice is I have a very difficult time maintaining and putting on weight. So that orange juice is really easy carbs for my body to get in uh, at the end of the day after extensive training, before and after training, uh, rather than eating six oranges to get 300 calories i can drink 12 ounces of orange juice and get you know 200 calories right um, and uh to touch on on the on the on the orange juice stuff um it's it's just so much easier too because i tried to do the whole orange thing and just uh it's kind of like an in, like a little bit of inconvenience and i know people are going to think like oh but like orange juice is processed or from concentrate or whatever you could try to find a little bit more of like a natural type of orange juice if that's your, your issue. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's an ideal, it's an ideal source of sugar, like quick sugar, and you can still get some of those nutrients in with the orange juice. It doesn't necessarily just have to be straight up orange. Yep. And, and to touch on what you said, now this is a diet. There's not necessarily a diet. It's really easy to follow. It's it, you can, you can follow this by going out to eat. It is a very easy lifestyle. It is focused on the low gastric with a lot of the main protein sources coming from whole eggs, not egg whites, because there's absolutely zero nutritional value outside of pro uh, outside of the protein in the egg white. You get all of the micronutrients, you get all of the healthy fats that your body needs come from the yolk. Uh, so the red meat is really high in iron, zinc, selenium, the B vitamins that a lot of people in a lot of diets actually lack is what comes in red meat, especially things I don't want to get on tangents about like liver king or anything like that on Instagram, but Dude, I love liver king, liver, uh, kidneys, and a lot of like the muscle. That's where you're going to find the most nutrient dense parts. Um, so if you, if you can stomach liver as a red meat source, then please, it is it, by multiple doctorate studies, one of the, the highest level of nutrient dense parts is just very difficult to stomach. And then bison as well. Um, using, uh, you can do salmon in this, in this diet as well. It's very, um, it's very particular. If you follow it to the T of it wants to be a line, uh, line caught free range or not free range, the, uh, wild caught line caught salmon. So know that you're getting a, a better source. There is a massive difference in the types of fat in, uh, farm raised fish and wild caught fish. And usually it's the types of fat that your body doesn't need, uh, which is the, you know, your, your omegas that you can get from peanut butter and stuff, which your body usually already has enough of. You're supposed to eat the wild caught fish to get the omega threes that aren't that common in, in a normal diet. And then a little more common is oats. Uh, very small quantities he talks about. Stan Efforting, please look him up. Uh, if you're very interested in this diet, I know he's on it. He's in his fifties 
He's one of the world's strongest bodybuilders, if not the world's strongest bodybuilder. He's the been the world's lifting. strongest bodybuilder. Yes, he's been, sir. He's been lifting for 40 years. He's still to this day in his 50s is squatting, I think six, 600 pounds was the, the one of the most recent ones I saw, 595 or 585. I believe so. I saw I saw something crazy on Squat University's uh, on, on one of their uh, posts and he was squatting some massive weight. Yeah. So the vertical diet, it's, it's really easy. It's easy to digest food, white rice, uh, sweet potatoes as your main carb sources, plenty of fruits as your sugar sources. And for the most part, your body really doesn't even take the calories from fruits. It burns it during digestion. Um, using low end oats uh, or small quantities of oats, dairy, you want to get some of that fat uh, and calcium from dairy. I do full fat. Uh, was it Faye yogurt? Is how you pronounce it? F-A-G-E, Faye yogurt with, uh, with fruit was my meal before this. Uh, if you do chicken, try to keep it on the smaller end with a hormone free uh, using high end butter to cook all your meats in rather than oils. And then that red meat focus, because a lot of people get worried about fat. You're going to have more fat from a Starbucks sandwich on, on your way to work or a donut from Dunkin and start in Starbucks or wherever you go. than you will from six ounces of a lean steak and you're going to get 10 times the nutrients from it. And that's you know what the, those sandwiches, I'm sorry, those sandwiches are pumped and riddled with trans fats. Yep. The worst kinds of fats that you could put in your body. They affect your hormone production, your digestion, almost everything. And you don't feel it right away, but on a consistent basis, if you were to measure out what's in those foods and you just started to cut them out, you'd start to feel a lot better because those fats are responsible for a lot of the, a lot of just a lot of the things that are wrong with us nowadays. They pump them into these foods. You get the high triglycerides and stuff that go into your bloodstream, the platelets. You can start getting arteries issues, high blood pressure, multiple arterial diseases. There's a very long term uh, correlations that have been studied time and time again with not high fat, high trans fat. Um, and high fat can lead to more platelets, but it's more directly correlated to the trans fat that it can immediately start having negative effects. And to me, uh, with steak in my diet and the more of the opinionated side, it's really easy to follow. I can go out to eat anywhere. I can tell them, please cook my steak in butter, uh, preferably not margarine, which sometimes I can't get away with that. I don't want my potatoes cooked in anything and, or I just want it steamed. And then I want spinach. I can get a bed of spinach because they don't put dressing on it. And then I have, I can go out to eat and still have a really nice meal with my family, or I can get the grilled chicken and I can stick to my diet and still be delicious. It's not one of those bland chicken and rice, taking my own Tupperware out. I can make, it calls it the monster mash, which is bison or uh, I do ground sirloin, bison and peppers. And, uh, oh, well, one we forgot to mention is chicken broth. It aids in digestion, right. adding chicken broth to your rice. You can mix it all up, have a quick power meal and uh, the way that they, they don't believe in microwaves, they believe in using a thermos. If you make your meals fresh every morning, put it in a thermos, it's going to keep it warm for 12 hours, and you're going to have a fresh hot meal that's not microwaved 12 hours later when you're at work. Do you know, do you know the purpose for the thermos as far as the rice goes? Uh, I've just always found it keeps the rice fresher. So uh, according to him, um, according to Stan, he uh, basically says that the thermos is one because 
microwaves. Microwave food doesn't really taste that good after you microwave it. But secondly, um, when you microwave rice, uh, something, some kind of reaction with the rice in the microwave, for some reason, the reheated rice is uh, the absorbability of it is affected. So you can't absorb enough of the carbohydrates from it. It's like a, like a large percentage of it you really don't absorb. So that's why you wouldn't want to microwave it and he keeps it in the thermos. So just fun fact in case anybody cared. If you read microwave yeah. rice, you probably won't get the most out of it. And you know who actually turned me on to the thermos theory and actually the person who turned me on to the vertical diet? was our, our close friend Dakota, which oh, okay. by the way, big congratulations to our close friend Dakota uh, on his engagement this past week. Wish you guys the very best and I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Yeah, dude, super happy for you, man. Beautiful couple, shout out uh, to you guys. And uh, a little bit more on the scientific side of the vertical diet, I do want to notice there's a lot of anecdotal, there hasn't been a scientific study done by University of New Mexico like a lot of the other diets have, but there's a lot of anecdotal uh, studies and people stating that they have great markers in their health when they switched from any diet, whether it be the typical American diet or an actual, you know, if vegetarian, vegan, carnivore, whatever it is to the vertical diet, including testosterone increases, blood pressures being more uh, consistent, uh, as well as regulating daily glucose levels. Uh, and all the blood panel checks, they actually stand efforting is actually a big proponent of stating to get your blood panels checked. Uh, I do try to, I can only get mine annually. My doctor won't allow me to get it anymore, uh, depending on who you talk. A lot of people say quarterly. I know uh, Dakota, our friend has a, has a big piece on that, on what, how often he thinks you should get blood work done. But uh, I know the father of Stan is in his either seventies or eighties is on zero medication. Um, and then uh, another tidbit I want to mention from St. Efforting is the 10 minute walks after every meal. It's not necessarily tied to the, the vertical diet, but just a general health factor. If you walk 10 minutes, pretty much as soon as you start digesting food, so you finish your food, say you're out to dinner, finish your food, pay your bill, get up, walk five minutes down, turn around and walk five minutes back. It's going to help you with digestion. It's going to help with your blood sugar and getting everything to more standard levels as it enters your bloodstream and they've actually found that the 10 multiple 10 minute walks a day which if you're into bodybuilding or powerlifting you probably eat four or five six times a day uh, doing just three 10 minute walks a day had better improvements on all the blood pressure markers for diabetics than the leading diabetic medication so just a small little tidbit if you're just trying to work some of your calories take work out more on your expenditure, take a 10 minute walk after you finish eating every time. And you're going to have, especially if you're in the diabetic world, talk to your doctor, but you're going to have better results with the multiple 10 minute walks after eating than with uh, any type of medication. And that uh, obviously talk to your doctor. We are not doctors, but the, the evidence is out there. And Jeff, you want to talk about the other thing we're doing with our vertical diet? Um. You, you mean intermittent fasting, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, another massive thing that we're doing with our diet that, I mean, I've always, I know that you're seeing results, right? You've seen results in the past. That's why you're continuing to do it. Um, one of the biggest things that I like to do in order to kind of keep me lean um, is intermittent fasting. Uh, the benefits of intermittent fasting are, are like remarkable, right? Uh, they keep you lean. Right. It's, uh, it has been proven. It has been shown to help 
One, lean you out. Two, it curbs appetite. Three, it's actually helped lower people's blood sugar, right? Because you're not spiking your insulin throughout the day. Um, uh, lowering blood sugar, um, it, it, it's, uh, what's, what's the, uh, the process called where it eats up the old cells? Um, oh, you're talking about cellular regeneration? Right. So what basically what the body does in this fasting state is that as it, you progress throughout the day, you do your workout, you're progressing throughout the day. Basically what your body does is it starts to eat up the old cells and, uh, degenerate, uh, basically consumes them in order to use them for energy. So it's, uh, that cellular regeneration, regeneration that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, just overall, like a great, great, uh, light. It's like, it, it's not a diet. So people like to call it a fad diet or whatever. And I know that some people are extreme with it, but it's really more of a lifestyle. Uh, the first week of it is a little rough, uh, to get used to. I would tell people that, you know, the first week, just make sure that you to baby steps. So first fast for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, work your way up to that 16, eight. If you want to go more extreme by all means, um, but definitely work your way up that first week. And I mean, after the first two weeks, I started to see results in my, yeah. in my energy levels, my clarity, uh, my body composition. What do you for, think? For anyone who, who doesn't know that the standard intermittent fasting is a 16, eight split. You fast for 16 hours, you eat for eight. And I do want to claim, I want to put out a lot of the claims of weight loss are tied to most people, not all, most people can't eat the same amount of calories they do in a day in an eight or six hour window. It's simple math. If you get up at 6am and go to bed at 10pm in that eight, 16 hours, you're going to eat so much food. When you have eight hours, 95% of people I'm willing to bet cannot eat as much food as they could throughout the day. That's why a lot of people see weight loss. Now, there is a lot of ties with the evolutionary design, like you said, so people see some weight loss as they can kind of get back to what some scientists claim are the evolutionary design of what our bodies are designed for. Um, you did mention the cell health, but uh, most of the time that weight loss is tied to you're just eating less calories. And it's a lot easier to stay in a caloric deficit when you can only eat in a small window. Uh, my personal reason to doing intermittent fasting is for my skin health, uh, like Jeff mentioned, Every time you eat, especially when you have sugars uh, and even some aminos, you have an uh, insulin spike. So body releases insulin, you know, you're, you're, you get more energy and then you eventually come down. So that's why a lot of people eat every two to three hours because that's how long the, the spike will last. You get that energy for two or three hours. And when you eat, you start coming down, you eat food again, you have more energy for two or three hours. Now I have a very bad uh, acne issue. So I've had it since I was a kid. And every time I try to gain weight, like right now, I always see my acne get really bad, not just on my face, on my chest, my shoulders, my back, I'm talking my hamstrings, my butt, even I get, I get bad acne everywhere. And I found when I was on intermittent fasting, I had my clearest skin and I, I forced myself to eat my 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day in my, I usually do a seven hour window. I, I want to kind of push it to six. I want to see what my body can handle but I'm usually in about a seven hour average window for eating and I get 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. And that's while doing the vertical diet. So I break my fast. Uh, I have six eggs or, you know, 12 ounces of steak with rice and sweet potatoes and my orange juice. And then I get my workout in 
then I'll have my yogurt and fruit. And I, I'm, I'm very hard on myself with my food, but that's because I'm, I'm trying to make sure my skin is better. That's, so that's my personal reason for doing fasting. But outside of the weight loss, like Jeff said, uh, the cell regeneration is focused on your mitochondrial health. Uh, it became very popular, I think, in 2018 when Joe Rogan had like two or three doctors in a row that all talked about the benefits on anti-aging and cell regeneration with fasting. There's uh, personal benefits with food and skin, uh, such as me. Usually you can have a little bit more freedom with food. I'm not trying to say you can fast and eat cake every day because you, you fasted and now you have that sugar and fat left in your, in your, your diet, but you can usually enjoy your food a little more with intermittent fasting. Um, and in a lot of patients that they've done studies on, they found that the human growth hormone levels increase, uh, your insulin resistance with diabetics becomes better. Uh, you have less inflammation. There's a lot of studies tying different types of meat and, and mo more so processed foods to inflammation in the body. So whenever you're eating in a smaller window, you have less things causing inflammation in your body, uh, heart risk, because a lot of times in intermittent fasting, you have better blood pressure and inflammation reduces. So you have less heart risk. Uh, and then the biggest thing that I've, I've found on my research, uh, not that it ties to me, but people that have practiced fasting, not intermittent fasting, just fasting in general, when they were going through uh, cancer, re uh, the rehabilitation, such as chemo, they had way better bounce backs. They were be able to recover faster and they didn't have as bad as a side effects during their cancer. So there's a lot of, a lot of positive health benefits with the fasting. And when you're traveling too, it's really easy to, to stick to fasting. That's one of my reasons I like it. Uh, I'm on my first week back on, I did it for a few months last year when I had an injury, it felt really good. I tried gaining weight. I couldn't gain weight on fasting or not. That I could, I didn't because I wasn't trying as much as I could. So I came off, my skin got really bad. My inflammation got really bad. So I'm trying to hop back on. Um, and I, I think, I think fasting is really good for people who are, are willing to try it. Uh, like I said, if you're trying to gain weight, it's very difficult to get on a fast. Um, and there's, there's always conflicting research. This is just our opinions on it. Um, oh, and uh, a lot of people have seen cognitive function increase. So when they take tests uh, in rats, memorizing mazes, uh, whenever they, they've been accustomed to fasting, it's not going to be those first few days because you're, you're accustomed to eating every few hours. Once your body is accustomed to fasting, a lot of people have shown their cognitive function increase once their body is used to a fast. Um, I'm like I said, we're pretty much on the 16-8 and outside of your fast, the only thing I have is black coffee. I'll have one, maybe two cups throughout the day. Uh, I get up at 5 a.m. I'll go for a run. I'll have a black coffee and I don't eat until about noon. And then I eat from noon to seven, 12, 30 to eight area. Well, what about, what about you, Jeff? Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically for me, I do that 16 hours up to 20 hours. Sometimes it depends on my day. I'm the type of guy that like, I can eat massive amounts of food, but I'm not necessarily hungry throughout the day. Uh, so that, that's just a great thing for me as far as this diet goes, because it's not really that challenging. Um, so a normal day for me, would really be like 12 to one, maybe even two in the afternoon would be my first meal, depending on how late I get my lunch. My work can be very busy. I know yours is too. Yeah. Um, 
So, and then I'll probably have two to three meals, two to three nice, big, you know, hearty meals. Yeah. I get all my calories in. Um, and it's just great. And as far as the, the, the mental sharpness of it. Yeah. After week two, once I'm settled into this diet, I can notice, I notice that all the hours before lunchtime, I'm sharp between ears, man. I respond to things faster. I'm thinking clearer. I'm faster. I'm processing things better. Um, for me, I've always had this problem in life where after I eat, I get sluggish. It's called the itis. I'm sure a lot of mm -hmm. people get nice and sluggish yeah. after a big meal. Um, so that's always been my problem. So that's a benefit of the fasting for me. It does. It keeps me so focused and so clear throughout the day. And it really fits with my eating habits. Um, you're also going to get a lot of people that say, well, what about your, your protein windows for protein synthesis throughout the day? You've got to eat like five, six meals. I've never had a problem with fasting and building muscle. Could just be my body type. Maybe I'm hitting all my macros properly within the fasting cycle, but I've never really had an issue with gaining size and strength intermittent fasting. Yeah, I think a big thing is as long as you're getting the right amount of fats and the good fats and you're feeding yourself a very good protein, I, I believe personally minimum one gram per pound of ideal body weight. So if you're trying to lose weight, you want to be say 175 or 120, whatever it is, that's how many grams of protein you should eat a day. Now, if you're in weight training, and especially now that I'm fasting, rather than being 200 to 210 grams of protein, I actually bumped it to about 250 to 75. So I'm getting a lot more. So I don't have an issue with my muscular breakdown. I'm a little bit on my training. I'm doing a dead simber right now just because I'm having fun with it. I'm, I'm in my off season for rugby, so I can have a little fun. And uh, my, my strength numbers are, are skyrocketing right now. I, I'm deadlifting more every day. I'm squatting immediately after, and I'm still squatting. Uh, for me, big weights in the 300s for reps with my max being 425. So I, I see no drop off in, in strength at all. Um, and I do want to mention focusing on protein. Uh, we, we talked about the vertical diet, which is the diet we're doing and fasting is just the, the, the method that we're using to get to the number of meals we eat in a day. I, I have no issue eating, hitting my protein goal when I'm on the vertical diet. My, my yogurt meal has 50 grams of protein. My first meal a day has 50 grams of protein. And I have a really big steak or um, beef meal that has close to hundred grams of protein. And those are my three meals in my six, seven hour window. Um, just an example. I know some, some people will claim an intermittent fasting and, and just fasting in general. It doesn't have to be the 16, eight method that you need to have a smaller meal at first to kind of ease your way back into it. And then having your bigger meal about an hour or two later. I, I, I personally don't subscribe to that. I know a lot of people do. If I have a doctor sit down with me, or if I approach a doctor who has researched fasting, then I'll, I'll pick their brain. But I, my first meal is usually a very large meal because it's the middle of my work day and I'm not going to be, have a chance to eat again for four and a half hours. So I don't want to lose that four and a half hour window. So my first meal today was a cup and a cup and a half of rice, six ounces of potatoes, six eggs, two slices of low processed bread, uh, some cashew butter and some jelly. So just a straight straw, uh, like smashed strawberries. And that, that was 13, 1400 calories in, in one sitting the second I ended my fast. And that that's how I'll go about my day two or three times. Um, and into touch that's what works for you that's like that's perfect so everybody's different yeah and some of the masters of intermittent fasting will tell you to break it with a little bit of sugar 
the body responds better with like breaking your fast with a little bit of sugar or fruit, some gummy bears, whatever, and then going about your day eating regularly. But everybody's different. And really what works for you is, you know, what works for you. Yeah. And if it's effective and it's been working, then obviously continue to do that. Yeah, I think it's tied to my job. I, I'm, I work with my hands on aircraft. So my, my, my lunch window is all I get. After that, I'm going to be trying to eat steak with grease and lube all over my hands and aircraft dust. I'd rather at least be able to wash my hands and eat. And maybe I'll have a snack out there, you know, a handful of, of, of nuts like Baruka's nuts or something. Um, and just, I do want to touch. So intermittent fasting, the standard is 16, eight, some people do 14, 10, 12, 12, usually 12 hours is the minimum for your body to actually hit a fasted state. The warrior diet, which is practiced by Israeli special forces, I believe is 24, 20 hours, and then four hours of eating. And then you do have some people who prescribe to the one meal a day, but the ones who do it smart, when they sit down, they have a feast. Uh, the one I'm mentioning right now, just because he's super hot on social media, has hundreds of thousands of followers, is Liver King. Uh, he does do the 24-hour fast. He, he is a monster. I, I don't want to get on the tangent of that page, but uh, you know he'll he'll sit down and he'll have you know two pounds of, of beef and cheese and potatoes and vegetables, you know avocado and onions. That that's he's eating 3,000 calories in one sitting. He's getting everything his body needs for the day, right there in one sitting. So there, people can do it and there's multiple ways. There's some people who go through a 36 hour fast every month just to, to keep their body guessing, to keep that mitochondrial uh, cell regeneration. Um, it's, there's multiple ways to do it. If you want to try it, always consult with a doctor first, but usually the 16-8 the is the, the first way to start. Uh, I do wanna mention, I'm not gonna try to talk like this is the best thing in the world. There are side effects of fasting uh, a lot of the main ones usually come in the first few weeks because your body is changing. You have energy, energy reduction, a lot of fatigue because your body's not used to running on a fasted state. Some people may have uh, headaches, hunger pains, even uh, emotional changes. You may lash out because you're hangry. Uh, and I've, I've even heard of people having some sleep disruption because they, right. they're, they're eating windows. So make sure you, you talk to either a doctor or if you're a healthy individual, maybe wean your way into it. Oh, another really common one is the five, two. You'll fast for three days, eat for a day, fast for two days, and then have a full day of eating uh, to keep your body guessing. But that, that's the point is there's multiple ways to do it. There's no right way. Um, and for us, intermittent fasting with the vertical diet is, is the way that works. And that, that's what we've seen progress with. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you have anything else on fasting, Jeff? Uh, yeah. So in order to get through a lot of those side effects, this is just a personal recommendation. Uh, things that I just have experienced. Work your way up hours. Open up your fasting window. And by that, I mean, right, start with a six hour or eight hour fast, then a 10 hour fast, 12 hour, 16 hour, like I said before that's going to help you fight those hunger pains. Your body's going to adapt over time. Might take you two weeks to build all the way up to 16 hours, but at least along the way, you're not getting those hunger pains. You're not getting those crazy headaches. You're not super cranky. You're not super fatigued or weak. Um, not that that's going to happen, but if you're used to eating six meals a day and then you start cutting out your meals for 16 hours, that's a problem. Yeah. Your body's used to a certain frequency of being fed, right? And then I think the last thing I want to touch on, we said liver king will eat like 3000 calories in one sitting folks. 
know how many calories you're supposed to consume throughout the day. Yeah. Measure that stuff. Don't just go fast for 16 hours and then destroy two thousand three different 2000 or a whole cake. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a whole tub of ice cream. Know what your calorie count is. So if you burn 2000 calories, just existing and another 800 in the gym or whatever, depending on if you want to be on a surplus or deficit, measure that and measure your food. Just because you're fasting and not eating all day doesn't mean you get to pig out and, you know, you, you're still going to gain a bunch of weight. This diet will go either way. It's meant to be something to help you lose weight and stay healthy and provide all these other benefits. But if you don't still track for, pro for different types of progress that you want, you're not going to get those results. Just track, track your macros, track everything, and just make sure that you're on top of that. Don't, don't just let go and, and go all crazy on that stuff. And um, that's something that I personally experienced as well. I would fast 16, 18 hours, and then I'd go have a pizza. And then I'd have some ice cream and then some chips. And then this is like years ago when my body could handle all that. But point being is I was going way above and beyond in my calories and the fasting wasn't working. So just keep track of that. Keep all that in mind, guys. Yeah, no matter what method you use, whether it's uh, intermittent fasting or you're being vertical or you're on keto or you're doing paleo or carnivore, calories in versus calories out. You're never going to change that. Thermodynamics does not change. The laws of thermodynamics do not change. If you eat more calories than your body expends for more than a day, you are going to gain weight. If you eat, your TJ? If you, <laughs> if you eat less calories than your body expends, you're going to lose weight. Now, depending on the type of food and the type of deficit is going to decide of whether that's muscle weight, fat, whatever, and to what extent it's muscle and fat, but you cannot change the laws of thermodynamics. If you eat more than you expend, you're going to gain weight. So whether you're fasting for 16, 18, 20 hours in a day, if you eat for four hours and you eat 5,000 calories in four hours and your body only burns 3,000 a day. You're, you're going to have a 2000 calorie surplus that's going to be stored as, as fat at some point in your body. And it's going to be relatively quick.